Hello everybody, this is the Ether Podcast, and today I am flying solo because uh, Ryan is sick, and my wife who is in grad school recently kicked off her new semester, so she's been super busy, and so she wasn't able to be on this here podcast. However, uh, you got me, and I'm here, and uh, we're continuing our series on uh, how to study the Bible, and more specifically, our series within a series about biblical genres, and so what I want to cover in this podcast are two things, and really they have to do more than anything with what we're used to, because what I want to talk about is how the narrator in uh, biblical narratives are not the narrators that we're used to, and how characters are developed, which is also how we're not used to characters being developed, and what I mean by that is usually we in modern literature are used to narrators uh, that are very descriptive and they're very involved uh, with guiding us through certain thoughts. Uh, For example, narrators often will talk about how a character is afraid or they will describe in such detail uh, that it really is supposed to make us... uh, paint a very clear picture of who they are. Biblical narrators don't work like that. Uh, As a matter of fact, they give us a lot less detail than we're used to. And the detail that they do give us, when they do give us detail, is supposed to imply something. It's supposed to uh, be there for a reason. And so I want to talk about that, uh, also about how characters are developed And I want to provide some examples. And the example that we're going to look at is Gideon. Uh, I actually wrote an article about Gideon on um, Reddit. And so if you want to look for it, um, it's under our Christianity. If you are a Reddit user, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, the title of of the article is When the Good Guys Are Bad. So if you want to search for it, comment on it, whatever you want to do. And so let's dive right in. And so one of the biggest things that we have to understand about biblical narrators is that they're here more than anything to make us think and to make us draw our own conclusions. You will rarely um, see biblical narrators clearly define intent and clearly describe what a character is thinking or what they're going through uh, or what's going through their mind. And a lot of times the detail that is uh, provided by them is supposed to imply certain things. For example, in the story of Gideon, um, Gideon asks for several signs several times and at no point does the biblical narrator say and this displays Gideon's lack of faith we as readers are supposed to sort of put it together that when God says he's going to do something he's going to do something and when God guarantees Gideon that he is going to give him victory Uh, somebody who has a strong faith 
is just going to believe that, and maybe they will have some doubt. Uh, but again, the narrator doesn't straight out come and tell you, and Gideon had a weak faith. Further along in the story, as Gideon is about to attack the Midianites, who are the oppressors in the case of the story, he has now gathered his man, and when they're about to go into battle after explaining what the plan is, Gideon tells his man to yell out for the Lord and for Gideon. And again, here it's not like the narrator pauses and says, Hey, listen, guys, this tells you that Gideon is very self-centered and that he's putting himself on same level with God, which is totally not true. But that's what we're supposed to gather from that detail. We are supposed to, it's supposed to make us think like, no, a man shouldn't be on the same sentence with God, especially as you're about to enter into battle and do something for God. These soldiers are not doing something for both God and Gideon. And the fact that he asks that they do that it's supposed to make us think about the type of person that Gideon is. But again, there's no comment from the narrator as to what this means. These details are supposed to make us think. Now, here's the other thing, which is the other thing that I wanted to talk about. And it's the fact that biblical authors don't build characters the same way that we're used to. Again, because usually narrators give us a lot more of internal dialogue. Um, A lot of times there's things that tell us who the character is that we miss. And one of the ways in which biblical authors and historical narratives really build their characters is by their actions. Characters' actions are supposed to tell us what kind of people they are. Again, case in point, once Gideon is achieved victory, uh, he asked that gold be given to him. And what he makes with his gold is an ephod, which an ephod or an ephod was a... Uh, priestly garment that Israelite priests wore, but also priests from other religions surrounding Israel also wore. And so it was one of those things of like, Soto, is Gideon making himself a priest? Is he giving himself a title? Like, what is happening here? And again, his actions are supposed to tell us the character, the kind of character that he is. And in this case, even the narrator adds that till the end of his life, this ephod was an object that snared Gideon, his family, and his community. So the fact that Gideon takes this action is supposed to tell us what kind of person he is. Um, To give an example also from another uh, character in the Bible... Joseph, for example, uh, the story of the patriarchs in Genesis, we are not told straight out that Joseph is a show-off 
and that he is a little arrogant, but the fact that he, being the youngest brother, comes to his brothers and tells a story with what seems to be uh, no shame, that he's going to dominate them and that he's going to be the greatest of his brothers. Again, we are not told straight out, like, hey, this is inappropriate behavior, especially in the context of uh, the culture of the time. Usually the oldest brothers were the most honored ones. And so here comes Joseph sort of taking honor for himself, a fact that his brothers clearly don't appreciate because they sell him into slavery. And again... It's not that the brothers aren't wrong, they are, but through Joseph's actions, we are basically being told, hey, this guy's a little arrogant, he's a show-off, he doesn't care um, for sort of the hierarchy, which in some cases is good, but in this case, it's not good. And again, characters actions are the main way in which biblical authors build their characters we're rarely told what they think we're rarely told with a great deal of detail what it is that's going through their mind and but what we're supposed to be guided by is the actions that they take most of the time, biblical characters are not supposed to be a good example, but a bad one. What we're supposed to draw from Gideon's actions is, well, like this is not the way that I'm supposed to behave when God calls me to do something. We shouldn't approach it with hesitation. We shouldn't necessarily test God. We shouldn't necessarily make it about ourselves. You know, many of the things that we talk about when approaching God... Gideon does completely the opposite. But again, it's his actions. The narrator doesn't come straight out and says Gideon was a bad dude. But we're supposed to gather from his actions, from his story, from the outcome, what it is. Or we're supposed to gather the kind of person that Gideon was. I think the challenging thing is that this is not necessarily the way that we're used to read. And one of the way, one of the things that we uh, have to do in order to become good Bible readers, is that we have to be able to understand and take account of these things, because otherwise there is a lot of things that we lose. Part of learning to read the Bible is learning about these styles and learning about these things that really are supposed to enrich our Bible reading and our learning. One of the most amazing things about the biblical narratives, and again, when we take into account that in biblical narratives the main character is God, one of the interesting things is that there's a clear contrast between who these people are and who God is. And many times, God is completely the opposite, or not many times, always, God is the opposite of who these characters are. Where God's actions are righteous, Gideon's are not. Where Gideon lacks faith, God is faithful. Where clearly Gideon has shortcomings, God doesn't have any, that these portrayals of these characters are supposed to do when we read, 
is to see us, to see how imperfect we are, is to show us the kind of people that we should not be. And at the same time, it's supposed to tell us how great God is. But again, unless we take into account all of these things, we completely miss them. And many times we read the Bible, reading over these things and reading over these details, and we lose a lot in our reading. And so one of the things that we're really seeking to do with this series on biblical genres is to really give you some tools so that when you read these genres, you really uh, see what's there. And yes, commentaries are useful. And certainly when I'm, I'm studying a book, like I'm going through the book of Isaiah right now, and I am doing it with a commentary. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that I know to look for. And because I know to look for them, I think my individual reading of Isaiah um, is rich. And yes, commentaries add a lot, but I do think that there's a certain level of skill that we should have when we read the Bible that has a lot to do with us understanding things like genres. It has a lot to do with us understanding the kind of narrators that we have in the Bible. That has a lot to do with the kind of with has a lot to do with us knowing how narrators develop characters. And as we develop these skills, our reading of the Bible becomes better and clearer and more rich. And when we do read a commentary, it adds to already rich foundation. And I think, you know, the, the reading of the Bible, I think one of the uh, biggest uh, problems that we can have is developing some misunderstandings of the Bible, misinterpreting certain things. But the more we know about these things, like the narrators and the characters, the better we are able to approach the Bible in a way that is accurate, that makes Scripture justice. And so hopefully uh, you've enjoyed this little shorter podcast. We uh, really appreciate you listening to our podcast. And, uh, you know, we're really glad last year we had over 5,000 downloads of our podcast so we really appreciate you guys listening, and uh, please share our content, not only this podcast, but some of our videos. Uh, we are really trying to grow a lot this year. We're trying to get to uh, 500 Patreons, and so if you like our content, please uh, consider uh, supporting us on Patreon. You can support us for as little as $1 a month, and uh, if you can't, then one of the best things that you can do for us is to share our content and uh, also participate by commenting and getting in touch with us. We really want to build a community around Ether. And so we appreciate your attention and we appreciate you listening. And uh, thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next one.